AI has the potential to really help you understand your business or your art or anything that you're doing. And so we're teaching it across all disciplines here at UF. We're the only university really doing this. We're really out in front of all of our competitors. Artificial intelligence is a part of so much of our day-to-day -day lives and it's spurring major societal and economic change. Because of this, the University of Florida is taking a unique approach to this technology. Instead of AI being a focus in only certain colleges or programs, UF is integrating artificial intelligence across the university. From instruction to research to university operations and in disciplines ranging from medicine to the arts. I'm your host, Nikki Brown, and today on From Florida, we're going to talk about the University of Florida's AI initiative and specifically the role of the Artificial Intelligence Academic Initiative Centre in carrying this work forward. Our guest today is David Reed, the inaugural director of the centre. Welcome, David. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you today. David, as I mentioned in the introduction, you are the inaugural director of the Artificial Intelligence Academic Initiative Centre, AI Squared, as we call it. First of all, congrats. And second, what is the purpose of the centre? Well, thank you. So the purpose of the center is really to support all things artificial intelligence at the University of Florida. And that's everything from marketing about what we do to enhancing the courses that we offer our students, getting faculty up to speed on artificial intelligence, adding it to their research repertoire if they don't use those techniques uh, already, and really just everything and anything related to artificial intelligence. Quite a large role. It is. Could you tell us more about the reasons UF made artificial intelligence a focal point for our campus? Absolutely. So first of all, artificial intelligence is a big catch-all term, and we use it for all kinds of things. It's a technique to mine large amounts of data. It's a way to help computers make decisions. And so when we talk about AI, we really are talking about a broad set of different kinds of things. But what we're finding and what industry partners are telling us is that artificial intelligence is now being used in one way or another in disciplines from A to Z, everything imaginable, anywhere you can collect large amounts of data, AI has the potential to really help you understand your business or your art or anything that you're doing. And so because of that, we feel like it's important for all of our students to have the opportunity to learn how AI is already being used in their current discipline. And so what does that look like as far as courses that are available and, and student enrollment in those courses? Well, we have over 200 courses in AI and data science already on the books here at UF that students can take. And at the moment, we have over 6,000 students taking those courses. So we know that our students are engaged. They already understand the importance of artificial intelligence. But we've also erected things like an undergraduate certificate, where an undergraduate can take three courses in AI and come away with really good skills about applying artificial intelligence right in their discipline. Also, there are opportunities for staff at the university as well to learn more about AI. Indeed, we have a whole suite of professional development courses. These are meant to upskill workers who are already employed or people who want to become employed with artificial intelligence skills. They can take these courses and little by little they learn the ins and outs of artificial intelligence. But more importantly, and, and this is true for our students as well, they learn how artificial intelligence is used right in the specific discipline that they're working in. And I'll fess up, I've taken or I've signed up for the courses. I'm yet to get started. But one of the ones that I was really fascinated in learning more about was the ethics course. 
Indeed. So artificial intelligence done without an ethical framework often goes awry very quickly. And so we require an ethics course for the undergraduate certificate. We also require it for the undergraduate major that we have in data science. It's critically important to understand how artificial intelligence can be, either be misused in malevolent ways or just misunderstood and used poorly. And the ethics course really helps people understand that. So we're hiring faculty with specialised expertise in AI to achieve this across the curriculum activity, and they truly do cross all disciplines. We've heard about some of the courses. Can you tell us a little more about the research that's happening at UF? Sure. So we've hired over 100 new faculty in artificial intelligence, and they're spread across all 16 of the colleges that we have here at UF. And so they really are uh, all over campus. So, for instance, we hired David Grant in the Department of Philosophy within the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, and he actually studies the ethics of artificial intelligence. Specifically, he studies how organizations use AI to make really high-impact decisions. So there's just these wide uses of artificial intelligence. Joel Davis in business studies how executives and consumers incorporate AI advice into their decision-making process about buying or selling products. Nicholas Gautier, an anthropologist at the Florida Museum, uses AI to study human-caused changes in the environment, whether it's in the past or the present or predicting the future. And that's really where the AI comes in. And then lastly, Mickey McKee in geology uses artificial intelligence to study glaciers. I mean, it just really is the applicability of artificial intelligence is so widespread. Yeah, it's incredible when you think about, and we have had Mickey on the program before, this person who is studying at the University of Florida or researching at the University of Florida and also teaching, and she's studying glaciers. So it really is this broad range for sure. What are some of the priority initiatives that you've developed for the centre? Because this is an enormous task that you have, and in, in, in an inaugural role, you really have to set the playing field. Indeed. And because it's university wide, you know, the projects that we have uh, really vary tremendously. So we're trying to support faculty for one. So we are inviting 40 faculty who study artificial intelligence to a communications workshop that lasts all year at seven day long sessions. That'll be starting this fall where we can teach faculty how to talk about their research in artificial intelligence in new and basically concrete ways. Artificial intelligence can be hard to understand sometimes. So we're helping them in their communications efforts. So that's one thing. We're also working with the Career Connections Center. If you're not familiar with them on campus, they are ranked number one or number two every year in career services, helping our students get into meaningful jobs after they graduate. But we're working with them to better describe the skills that our students are learning in their courses so that it translates on their resume to jobs. Employers can really understand what it is that they've learned and how it's applicable in the jobs that they're applying for. We're also trying to incentivize faculty to build out new artificial intelligence courses, and we're doing that in a number of different ways so that students have more opportunity to take courses in artificial intelligence. And then lastly, one of our projects coming up this fall is called AI Days, and that's October 27th and 28th. We're trying to get the whole campus engaged in artificial intelligence. And for students, we have a pitch competition where they pitch a business idea. We also have a hackathon. And for those two events, for students, there's $50,000 in cash prizes for the winners of the pitch competition and the hackathon. So that event will be an opportunity for faculty, staff, and students to learn a whole lot more about artificial intelligence. 
You mentioned a little bit earlier about industry and what you're hearing from partners. And certainly one of the things, um, particularly as a public institution, as a flagship for the for the state, we do talk about our service to the state of Florida and I think more broadly to the nation. How do you see that all intertwining? What are those kind of communications that you're having? Yeah, absolutely. So the National Commission on Artificial Intelligence, a commission from the federal government, produced a final report last year that said that the United States is woefully behind in producing people who understand AI and can use it, and that the United States is vulnerable both in terms of economic competitiveness, but also in terms of defensive competitiveness. And so they called for a better and larger AI workforce by 2025. And that's something that we've taken very seriously. That's why we're no longer teaching AI just in the College of engineering, but spreading that education across the full breadth of the university. So what we're hearing from industry as well as federal partners and others is they need a skilled workforce immediately. And so we've taken that to heart. We're the only university really doing this. We're really out in front of all of our competitors by trying to create an AI workforce, people who can apply AI specifically in their discipline. And we're going to be doing that within a year or so easily. I've heard as well that some of the things that we're doing, particularly in the College of Ed, but also in the College of Engineering, is looking at K through 12 and how, you know, even if we have students who may not feel that university is for them, they can become literate in what AI means and that will help them in their future as well. Yeah, absolutely. So those faculty that you've talked about here at UF are working with the Florida Department of Education to create the nation's first artificial intelligence curriculum for public schools. So in typically in middle schools, but also in high schools, they're starting to teach the concepts of artificial intelligence and data science. And there are the two reasons for that. That will prepare some students to come to university and be more prepared for what they experience here. But for those who don't, they're going to be much better citizens in a digital world if they understand the data that's being collected collected around them and how it's used and so forth. And so it really is important, given the digital world that we live in, given how much artificial intelligence is being used around us all the time, the more literate we are about that, the better. And I think there is a something to be said in this range just in terms of democratization of information and access to knowledge and getting that available across all groups. What is the university doing as far as that's concerned? Yeah, that's a, a key component of what we're trying to do. There are many ways in which we're trying to democratize AI. So one is we're teaching it across all disciplines here at UF. That's probably the most straightforward. It doesn't matter what your major is. We have courses designed for you to specifically learn artificial intelligence with no computer programming background required before you start or anything like that. We're also working with public schools, as we just talked about. We're also partnering with a number of other colleges and universities around the state to teach their faculty and their students about artificial intelligence. In particular, Miami-Dade College, which is a Hispanic-serving institution in Miami, we're helping their faculty learn about artificial intelligence so they can create new courses in AI, also getting their students to come to the University of Florida for graduate degrees. In addition, we have FAMU in Tallahassee. We have a partnership with them where we're doing the exact same thing, one with Santa Fe College here in Alachua County and with Palm Beach State College in South Florida, where we're partnering with their faculty, learning together about how they can incorporate artificial intelligence into their courses. And by doing that, their students are also gaining this experience as well. You mentioned those other organizations and other educational institutions. It sounds like what we're building here is a model that is transferable. 
Indeed. There's nothing special that we're doing here that no other college could do. Anyone could do this if they set their mind to it. You know, we're really fortunate here at UF to have been gifted this incredibly large AI supercomputer, and we use it in all kinds of incredible ways. But that's not absolutely necessary for teaching AI across the curriculum. This is something that any other college or any other university could do, and we're trying to find as many partners who want to walk this road with us and do this with us as we can. That sounds like it's intentional on your part. It is very much so. So when we think about it, we're trying to think of all of the potential ways that a learner might get on the path to learning AI. So that includes K-12, it includes tech and vocational schools, it includes community colleges, universities, even beyond the University of Florida, and the employees who are already working and need some professional development courses to learn how to use AI. And so we really want to make this something that everybody can participate in. When we think about AI, quite often the first thing that comes to mind for many people is this cold, dark, futuristic, very non-human kind of approach to things. What would you say to people who have that in their mind? Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun reading science fiction, and I, I like to too. But the reality of artificial intelligence is it is around us all the time. It's there when you use facial recognition to turn on your iPhone. It's there when Amazon is recommending a product to you. And it isn't going to go away this time. What we are doing with artificial intelligence, for example, it's not going to replace physicians. But what it can do is allow physicians as a tool to be able to find patients for clinical trials much faster than they would otherwise. It's not going to replace lawyers, for instance. But what it might do is help lawyers understand a wider array of potential case studies or precedents coming before that they can base approaches on in, in the legal system. And so... It really is the combination of experts in their field utilizing the tools of AI to try and do their work better or in some cases do their work faster. I don't think it's going to create autonomous robots that, that take over the world, but it is going to help you drive your car more safely and lots of other things. And that, that kind of work is happening right now. And so that's what's exciting about artificial intelligence. And for people who may fear that this is going to take their job, what would you say to them? Yeah, I think the prognosticators who love to talk about this and who probably know vastly more than I do, they do say that there will be some jobs that are lost as a result of automation. And that's been true for a very long time, all the way back to the first industrial revolution. But it's also creating jobs at the same time where the skills and the decision making that the human possesses, think of creativity for one, that's really required for a particular process is always going to be necessary. So if you're doing something that can be fully automated, then that may take those jobs. But I think for the vast majority of people who learn this technique or the, these skills, they're going to have opportunities to expand their employment opportunities quite greatly. One of the areas that I've been particularly interested in learning more about is in the applications when it comes to agriculture. And of course, with IFAS, we are so strong here at University of Florida, and it's such a large part of what we do. Could you share a little bit more about some of the ways it's being applied there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So precision agriculture is a way to use decision making as well as um, lots of data to try and be smarter about the, the ways in which you're trying to, say, grow plants. And so, for instance, you can send drones over agricultural fields and the drones can capture so much data, visual data, as they pass over but it takes an enormous amount of human effort and human time to then download and look at those videos. And it's only so much information that, that a human could get from those images. But if you use artificial intelligence, they can mine through that data much faster and do things like find areas that are overwatered or underwatered. They can also find areas where there's crop damage due to pests. And so in thinking about 
precision agriculture, just the fact that you can fly drones over an agricultural field and pull from that massive amounts of data that can then be analyzed pretty quickly to make very specific changes to the agricultural process. Those kinds of things are now getting to be widespread in their use in agriculture. And there are many more examples of how artificial intelligence is being used in agriculture alone. And connected to that, of course, we're very mindful of our environment and preserving our environment and protecting our environment. I would imagine that AI also has some applications in that realm as well. Absolutely. Here at UF, we have the Center for Coastal Solutions where they monitor uh, water quality and air quality. They have a, a monitoring station, for instance, in Charlotte Harbor in southwest Florida. And they collect massive amounts of data uh, very, very quickly from these monitoring stations and from satellites and other things. And so with that, the company uh, SAS, it's a statistical analysis software company, they've partnered with the Center for Coastal Solutions to create a data model that we can then apply artificial intelligence to. Just how you store the data is critically important to the process of artificial intelligence. But what they'll be able to do is use that to monitor real-time events like predicting red tides, for instance, and then also, in partnering with UF Health, be able to warn people who might be at risk of the effects of red tide, respiratory illness, for instance, in, in elderly populations before the red tide actually occurs. And so, yeah, whether it's environmental or health or agriculture, AI is really being applied in so many different domains. You mentioned earlier about the courses that our students are signing up for. Could you give us a sampling of some of the names of these courses or what they're focused on? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things I've said a couple of times is you get to learn about artificial intelligence right in your discipline. So for the undergraduate certificate, the students would start out with two required courses. One's called Fundamentals of AI, and it's the one that really kind of allows you to wade into the AI pool from the shallow end. You don't have to have any prior experience to take this course. And then there's the required ethics course, which is fantastic. But once you take those two, the third course in that series is something that's within your major. So for instance, there's AI and media and society. If you care about how artificial intelligence is used in marketing and communications and media and so forth, there's one for students who are interested in design and construction. It's called AI in the built environment. There's one for agriculture and life sciences called AI in agriculture and life sciences. And there are many of these spread across the full breadth of the university, AI and the social sciences, and on and on. So there are lots of these different courses that are diving in and learning how artificial intelligence is applied right in your major. And for those of us who are in the workforce and want to learn more, what are the options there? Yeah, so we have a series of seven different courses that you can take. There's a one-hour kind of a teaser, if you will, that you can listen to. It's free to, to go to that, and you can find these on ai.ufl.edu. But these one-hour courses just give you a flavor of what you would learn. Uh, for a small amount of money, there's also a four-hour um, bite-sized chunk that you can take, or you can actually sign up for a faculty-led course that's a total of 15 contact hours where you do a much deeper dive. And you can learn about the fundamentals of AI. You can learn about AI ethics, but then you can also learn about AI in these different applications. Agriculture is one of them. Health and medicine is coming online soon. Business is already developed and a couple of others. And so it gives you the opportunity to really learn about AI, both the fundamentals, the ethics, and how it applies in your area. I can only imagine how busy you are and some of the things that you come in contact with. Is there anything about your work recently that has surprised you and even you are like, wow, this is just beyond anything I imagined? 
Well, yeah, the first thing that really surprised me was we did a tally to see how many students were engaged in artificial intelligence courses. And I was really hoping it would be 1,000 or maybe 2,000 at the most. But to see that we had 6,000 students already taking AI and data science courses when we had really not started any uh, direct marketing to students to tell them about what we were doing, I was very relieved. That was a wonderful sight. And it just tells you the students here at UF are obviously in touch with what they're going to need in their professional lives. And so they were already seeking out these courses. And and that was just great to see. Are there any other partners that you'd like to mention that you're working with right now that people might be interested in knowing about? Absolutely. We've talked about some of the other colleges that we're working with. We've talked about the fact that we're working with the Florida Department of Education on K-12. Those are really important partnerships. But we also have partnerships with industry, too. Our partnership with NVIDIA is one that has even predated our artificial intelligence initiative. They gifted us this incredible AI supercomputer, but they also put on campus an AI technology center where two of their engineers are embedded on our campus with our faculty to help them do their research better on hypergator. AI, the AI supercomputer. We also have a great partnership with IBM where they made their full suite of artificial intelligence software, including Watson, available to our faculty and staff for free. We also have partnerships with companies like uh, L3 Harris. We did professional development for them. Our faculty at the College of Engineering trained some of their trainers on how to train uh, employees uh, about artificial intelligence and data science and then turned all of that material over to them. And so we've had a wonderful partnership with them. And we're looking for many other industry partners who might want to partner with us in terms of capstone courses for our seniors who have taken a deep dive into artificial intelligence already. That could give those students the ability to solve some real-world problems with real-world data and really prepare them for the workforce uh, in a deep and meaningful way. It sounds like this approach is inclusive in every sense of the word. It is. It is in that it covers all of our students. It's graduate and undergraduate and professional. And we really are trying to make sure that anybody who wants to be included in this can be. Could you tell us more about the partnership with the SEC? Oh, absolutely. So in the work that we're doing, trying to teach AI across the curriculum, we're trying to find as many partners who will do that alongside us as we possibly can. And the Southeastern Conference, what we typically think of as an athletic conference, also partners on academic missions too. And the latest one is artificial intelligence. And so we've had a working group that have met all of the schools of the SEC, have had a representative at this meeting over the last year where we've talked about what we're doing in the AI and data science space. For instance, we've heard from faculty at other institutions about AI centers that they have. We've talked about our ability to teach AI across the curriculum here at UF. And at this point, we're exchanging ideas and, and discussing best practices for how we can educate our students in artificial intelligence and uh, create a regional center of excellence in the southeastern United States. David, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Oh, the pleasure was mine. Thank you very much. Listeners, thank you for joining us. Our executive producer is Brooke Adams. Our technical producer is James Sullivan. And our editorial assistant is Emma Richards. I hope you'll tune in next week.